Bonjour. This is Hotline League episode 84. So good to have you guys here. Really fantastic to be uh, hanging out with all of you on this wonderful Monday evening. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm so happy to have you hearing my voice. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much uh, for doing that. Make sure your ad block is off. Either way, I'm joined, of course, by my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. Mark, how's it going? Good. I'm glad you stole my idea after berating it. I don't know what you're talking about. The Bonjour. The Bonjourno. The VOD just started. Oh my God, more people are gifting subs. I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, either way, thanks so much uh, for uh, tuning in for this special episode of Hotline League. And I say that because they're all special. Um, wait, maybe I can put the subs in. You guys are now the box. Anyway, uh, Mark, how you been? Pretty good. Uh, TFT rank came out last week, but I was busy the whole week, so I didn't get a chance to play it. So today I was hard grinding it. I was doing really good when I was doing like little small spurts. And I was yeah. like, I top forward every one of my first 12 games, and I won half of them. And then last night I played, and it got a little tougher. And then today I've just been in the fucking slump. Yeah. I, I climbed like from gold three to gold one. That's it. It's so slow right now. Yeah, I've been climbing out of silver, uh, and it's really difficult because I have, for some reason, I either get first or second, or seventh or eighth. I don't know why, like, I don't place anywhere in the middle. I just always end up either winning great by a landslide or just losing terribly. And I think it's because I seem to not be able to get, like, the games that I lose, it's because I couldn't get my Assassins or my Volibear online fast enough. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually um, have pretty good openers. I think I'm just tunneling too hard on one of those two comps as well. Or, like, I'll have this really nasty, like, Blade Master opener. And I'll have Shen, and I'll be like, all right, time to find my Akali. And it's like, well, what if you just kept playing Blade Masters? You know, so. I don't know. I, I'm still climbing. It's not like I'm not. It's just waste. Like, the first day, I was, like, literally climbing almost a division or a tier, whichever the two, a day, like, per session. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, I climbed from gold four to gold one or gold three to whatever I'm at. I'm like, oh, it's so slow now. Yeah. Oh, my food's here. Okay. Well, does that mean I have to fill while you're, or is the girl bringing I can, it? I can send Ashley down. Yeah, that would be super convenient. I'll fill time while you figure that out. Well, Mark, let me tell you what I did this week. I went rock climbing last week for the first time. I went hiking on Saturday. I got dinner last night with my old roommate. Uh, Nick Allen is coming over tonight. He's going to crash on the couch behind this couch back here. It folds out. That's great. Um, I, what else did I do this past week? I know I did a lot of things, but that's what I can remember. Obviously LCS. I've got an announcement that I'm going to make later on in the show. And speaking of announcements, I just want to announce really quickly because we haven't, we always do it at the start of the show. I want to shout out Alienware for sponsoring the show. Thank you so much to Alienware. We're going to talk more about them later on in the show and my announcement is somewhat linked to them uh i don't know if that means mark will remember what it is yet i don't know but what, what am i not remembering uh, we'll just get to it and then you'll immediately go oh that. Oh, the, the announcement i yeah. think i know what it is but okay. I, I can't verify without spoiling it should i spoil it no don't spoil it <laughs> okay i mean if you you probably know what it is uh, uh, uh cool okay well either way um, we can get into that in just a bit, but yeah, I've been I've been keeping busy. You ever go rock climbing, Mark? Uh, like in my lifetime? Yeah. Yes, I've been a lot of times. I've done sleepaway camps. I used to go as a part of a gym. 
and then I I don't do anything anymore. So yeah, well I haven't been in a minute. I enjoyed it a lot. I found it to be quite enjoyable. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Anyway, let's talk TFTI. about. I mean, do you want to go? No. Okay. But I sometimes you just want to be included on things, you know. Yeah. Well. Good. Anyway, let's just get, let's get into the show. Uh, so what? Uh, actually, as always, we have to kind of think back to what happened in the past week. Uh, there's a Golden Guardians thing, which I actually have some information on. We can talk about that in a second. Uh, I don't know. Oh, if the trade you mean? About. Yeah, the trade. Nice. Um, so definitely swapped with Keith over at C9. Uh, so the two academy ADCs got switched. Um, and this past week, I actually I expect we're going to have a call about TSM. And maybe a call about CLG, because that was the big story from this weekend, right? Am I, am I forgetting anything? Uh, maybe 100 Thieves. There's a three-way tie for six now between Golden Guardians, 100 Thieves, and mm. Clutch. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if 100 Thieves, like, ends up sneaking out? Uh, oh, Jat's back? Frog. Oh, Jat's back. Froggen yeah. tweeted that Crumbs and I's list were the dumbest list ever. But I was didn't. so sad that Golden Guardians lost because I really wanted to interview him and ask him about that so that we would have fodder for the show. And I, when it looked like they were possibly going to beat, uh, who did they play on? The, what was the really bad game on Saturday that they? Oh, was it TSM? Yeah, it was TSM. When it looked like they oh, were I'm gonna going beat, to it. When it, when it looked like they were going to beat TSM, uh, I thought that that was uh, going to be my chance to interview him, but it uh, did not end up happening. That game was awful, by the way. That game was god-awful. Yeah, that's how a lot of TSM games have felt recently. Yeah. And Golden Guardians games, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we should... Uh, I expect we'll talk about that. This is this is a great episode for TSM hot takes. I feel like maybe cold takes. I don't. Regardless, uh, uh, this is the TSM haters episode, and then when they make playoffs and do well, that's the TSM fan episode. Yes, exactly. That's how we ping pong back and forth. Uh, other than that, okay. So, oh, the Echo Fox buyout, which we can't really talk about because there's no information on it, right? Oh, we'll just speculate blindly. I mean, it's yeah. Today's supposed to be the the. The time they, I think they had last week, and then they were given one more extension to today. Extension, yeah. So I'm very curious what ends up happening there. Um, and yeah, as we said, Jet's back. Oh, there was that Dignitas or that thing Scar said about Dignitas sucking, which was oh, that was take. funny. Yeah, yeah. His quote: "As an org, they were known to be one of the worst orgs to play for in the league. Although the fans love Dig, every single fan loved the players. They didn't love the org, which is like just." Crazy! You don't normally hear players or even former players coming out and saying stuff like that. So. Oh anyway. well, like now it's it's like so far gone. Like yeah. uh, especially since Odie's not even there. Uh, yes, yes. Because it's not even like he's really slamming, you know, Dig coming back necessarily. He's slamming old Dig, which is is right. almost not nothing did, similar. I feel at all. like did he include? I have to check because Odie was in the chat earlier. But do you think? Oh. Uh, do you think that he included? Odie in that slam? I don't know. I, if he criticized the whole org and you're the only or the org, isn't that kind of the yeah, same Yeah, I mean, that's thing? what I, my take is, right? Like, it feels like that was probably... Yeah. So. I assume that's what he meant. I'm yeah. not going to put words in his mouth. That was my interpretation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyway, so we just threw all that out there so that you guys have an idea of what to call in about. Um, 
and maybe you guys have some hot takes. Uh, Mark, do you want to explain how the show works? Yeah, so this is your first time watching. The way that we do this is we have a Discord that you're going to want to join up to be able to call in. I just spam the hell out of it in Twitch chat. Once you're here, go ahead and join the Pleb Calls, Pleb Calls 2, or Sub Calls voice channels. Once you join those, then go ahead and post your takes in the text channel of Pleb Topics or Subtopics. Uh, I'll be scanning through there to find topics I like. Hopefully it's more of a take, like you think TSM will still make playoffs, but they're absolutely doomed for Worlds. Um, whatever your, your thoughts are, go ahead and put those down. If I like it, I will pull you from the Pleb Calls voice channel into the waiting room where you will hang out until it's your turn to come on. We'll do a quick voice check. Assume everything's okay. We'll pull you into the on-air room. Yeah. And of course, if you are a sub, uh, by the way, there's a ton of you guys now because we just had 20 subs gifted by Fretful Winter and 10 subs by Diane. So if anybody uh, wants to join up uh, as a member of the sub, oh, Muzak also sent 1,100 bits. Anyway, uh, you can join the subtopics chat and go for it. Also, Mark, I do want to take, can we take one or two TFT questions if somebody wants to throw them out there? If I see any that look good, if it's just like, I think Yordles aren't that bad or something, you know? Yes. But it, maybe if somebody has like a TFT could be an eSport or should be an eSport or like that, I'm not trying to come up with an idea, but like that type of stuff, I think I just want to do more TFT stuff. And you and I talked before about doing a TFT show. It doesn't seem like uh, we're going to be able to do it anytime soon, but I think that that would be really fun. I'm trying to make myself as big as you. Okay. Uh, there we go. All right. Uh, well, either way, uh, Mark is sorting for callers right now. Just a quick couple of shout outs to, <sighs> to some of our subs. There was a bunch of people who came in, which thank you so much. I guess a, must, a bunch of you must have had your subs expire because uh, I logged in and didn't. I had very low sub count. And then a bunch of you are all returning. So thank you for that. Technoweeb has that 17 months in a row. Kanja for nine months. JDRM 15. Pokemans. To heal at 14, Schleppard at 17, DJ Conde, Arrow Tempest at 11, Tap 2 GG talked about Mark's cat, Truly Yuli for 14 <laughs> months, Fretful Winter 2, Yeehaw Man, uh, Pluto 7443 for 15 months, uh, Slothkun, Yaboygraph, Scrotes McGoats, Punopoly, Muzak, and then, oh, Christabel hosted me with 17 viewers and resub for 20 months in a row. I miss you too. Uh, Ribbon Shoes says Mark Z Kitty Pog U for 16 months and then Fretful Winter with 20. Of course, there's some more, but we'll pull those in just a second. Oh, and one to uh, Hype Love Shack, uh, who resubbed for 12 months. I'll go uh, uh, grab someone if you're ready. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, currently, everyone in the waiting room is muted on Discord and can't hear anything. So if you're in the Discord, please be aware that if you're posting topics and you get pulled, you're going to need to unmute. There we go. Everyone did it. Nice. They heard you. Uh, either way, Mark's off grabbing the next person or the first person. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. I hope you uh, have been having a wonderful week. Good to see so much of you tuning out. Darkoplex spamming a very rude message. Um, by the way... Uh, I just want to take a moment while Mark is on the other channel uh, and we have a second to say uh, very sad to hear about the news about In Control. Uh, he was one of the first personalities that I really followed in StarCraft um, and StarCraft was my first eSport. Uh, so it's kind of wild to end up hearing that. And I know it always sucks whenever eSports uh, loses one of its own. So uh, best wishes to his family and friends. Um, but we have to move on with the show. Uh, so, yeah. 
Our first caller is Yeehaw Man. Thank you, Yeehaw Man, for calling in. Uh, where are you calling from? Thank you for having me. I'm calling in from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. How's Oklahoma? Uh, you know, not too bad. Yeah. Certainly worse places to live. Are there? I mean, in America? Maybe. Yeah, I would, I would go Alaska. How many how many tornadoes do you actually see a year? Because I feel like us dumbasses on the coast are like you get hit every you get hit by like ten tornadoes a year in Tornado Valley. Valley. I mean, as, as far as ones that are actually bad, eh, not maybe one a year that actually do a lot of damage. But that's not even like it hits your house every year, right? Or even no, like your no. area. No, not at all. Well, either way, welcome to the show. Uh, what do you want to talk about in the show tonight? Yeah, thank you for having me. So I think after the last week, and also as well with Clutch making their coaching changes, that TSM, with their recent performance, is going to entirely miss playoffs, slip out, and Clutch will be the team that moves into sixth place to take their spot. Wow. Okay, I'm pulling up the standings right now. So TSM's at fourth, uh, and they've got a two-game lead on... Clutch, Golden Guardians, and 100 Thieves, and there's only four games left. So what does the rest of TSM's schedule look like? Uh, I'm trying to find out. I have it right here. They play Echo Fox, 100, 100 Thieves, FlyQuest, and Liquid. Okay. That's well, a pretty easy schedule. Yeah, that's or pretty like, easy. You know, respectively easy. Personally, I think that TSM has looked completely lost for the past. Honestly, even two weeks they didn't they had a huge lead against c9 that they lost they were very far behind versus golden guardians and lost that just because golden guardians has their own issues in my opinion and then looked pretty helpless against optic too so i think i think fox is the only game that i think they won in their last three wow you even they uh lose FlyQuest, who's looks i think Fly, i can see 100 thieves lost but FlyQuest, they've been equally like dismal i think uh I think they have like a could be a coin toss i'll say that okay okay so clutch clutch will probably lose to clg they will probably beat FlyQuest. i don't it's a toss-up between them and 100 thieves and then the last week they play golden guardians yeah. I mean, I guess I see a path there for them, and uh, but I feel like the, their schedule is kind of equal to to TSM's in terms of like difficulty, relative difficulty, or whatever. Why did you pick Clutch, by the way? Like, there's a lot of other like Golden Guardians could fall down. Like, why did you narrow in on Clutch? Uh, I think just their recent coaching changes, and they seem to finally have an actual idea of how they want to play the game. In my opinion. Okay. I mean, they went okay. one this past weekend, but they, I mean, obviously one of those was TL. And the TL game, they had an early game lead as well. Yeah. Uh, who has the head to head between them and or TSM and Clutch? And does that matter? It, it's still, they still take head to heads, right, Mark? Yeah, we still do head to heads. Uh, TSM has a 2 0 lead over them. Okay. So I feel like you're making it's even more difficult now for them to, to lose the spot to Clutch in particular. Uh, okay, Mark, what do you think? I think it's pretty possible that even if they go one and three, they still make playoffs because like you're saying, they have some head-to-heads over people that they're going against in that position. Looking at TSM, 
Um, they're 2-0 over Clutch. Currently 1 over Echo Fox. We'll see if they win, but they're not really one of the people they're contesting. 2-0 over Golden Guardians. Um, they're 0-2 to Optic, so if Optic can, can maybe be one of the two teams. And they're currently 1-0 over um, 100 Thieves. So like worst case scenario, most of these end up as 1-1s. Um, Optic is the only one that they have a losing record to, so... I just think, like, mathematically, regardless of how well they're playing, like, they'll they'll end, like, 9-9. Nine and nine. If they somehow go 0-4 and end 8-10, and 10, then, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But the fact that I think they'll pick up a win in a pretty easy schedule, despite how bad they've looked recently. So missing playoffs is a bit of a, a tough one for me, but I could easily see them losing in the first round with how they're playing right now. The first round of playoffs, you're saying? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, that's just hard because they have, like... I, I feel like they have such a advantage over some of these teams in best of fives, um, just from an experience standpoint. And uh, it's it's hard to imagine a world where, like, they end up in the first round against, like, Golden Guardians, and then Golden Guardians beats them in the best of five. I, I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but it seems really unlikely. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I think to the point of, like, if they finish 9-9 nine and nine or something... You know, maybe that puts them in a tiebreak situation for six. Then you're playing CLG um, first, and I could see them losing to CLG. Realistically, oh well, there's also you know it's only really CLG I could see them losing to in a first round. So I, I think don't think even Optic could take them out in the first round too if they meet. I feel like Meteos and Crown would have to have the best series of their lives for that to happen. Well, actually, here's something interesting. Uh, Arrow and Big slammed TSM's bot lane, and we were like, oh, you know, that's that usually doesn't happen. And then we were talking to someone, I forget who, a pro player, and he was like, actually, they've been killing everyone in scrims. They've been, like, doing super well. So maybe Optic's bot lane is turning a corner now and will be, like, the extra bit of help they need. When, when did you have that conversation? Well. Uh, this week. So this that weekend. is, yeah, so the interesting thing there is I talked to Medios. Um, I did an interview with him. It'll come out this week. And he was saying that their scrims this week were phenomenal. That in the past they've really trolled in scrims, and to the extent that he's been like guilt, he's felt guilty because he feels like they're giving their opponents um, or practice partner or whatever like shitty practice. But that this week in particular, a bunch of stuff started really coming together for them. So maybe that's just like a one hot week or something, and and it won't be the case. But uh, I, mean, I mean, they looked they looked really good this weekend too. Like it, what rarely you hear people talk about scrims in like a. We were slamming in scrims all week, and we came out and rolled. But, like, Dokla had two really great games. Their bot lane had a great game. Meteos and Crown all played well. Like, it was it was the first team, their first time this whole split where even when they're winning, it doesn't look like, oh, but this guy's a liability kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I So, I, I'm with Mark on this, I think. I have a really hard time imagining a world where, like, they don't make playoffs uh, only because they have such a... Like the odds that you're giving them are pretty poor if they have to like if they've got a two game lead, there's only four games left and then they don't make it through. But maybe there's a world where they don't make it through the first round of playoffs. Right now it certainly doesn't look like they're gonna make it to worlds. Um Oh, it, no way. I don't think so. Feels like CLG uh has a much better chance of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious curious what that looks like. It would be man, would it wouldn't it be crazy if TSM misses worlds two years in a row? And CLG of all teams is the one that takes the third spot. Yeah. That would actually, if they end up in the first round of playoffs against each other in a best of five, that rivalry is 100% back, especially if CLG ends up 
pushing them out of world contention. That I mean, be... they'll still be in the gauntlet because they made finals last split. So yeah, that's a good point. I don't think there's a unless CLG wins the whole split. I don't think there's a way for them to like knock them out of gauntlet somehow or something. You know, because then like it, you could have a CLG versus TL final, and then no, they would still be in gauntlet. Then they have too many points. There's there's no way to to end their run in, in playoffs. They'll be playing in gauntlet. Yeah, that's a really yeah, good TSM point. will be in the gauntlet almost certainly. Even if they manage to miss the playoffs, I'm sure they'll be in it as the bottom seed. What if CLG knocks them out in the gauntlet? What if CLG... Okay, rivalry super back on if CLG knocks them into the gauntlet and then beats them in the gauntlet to make it to Worlds. Yes. I mean, the rivalry's already sort of back on because they finally won for the first time in almost four years. I know people want to say that, but it's like they won one game out of how many over all these years? Like, it's hard for me to be like... Dang, this we got we to we make hype up like Europe. I know, Kings, I know. That's how uh, I feel like that's Kings a sign of, of how desperate Dynasty. the broadcast has gotten this year. Is like, it's like, oh, CLG beat TSM. Guys, look, the hottest narrative of the year. Didn't you hear it's Golden Age 2.0? It's happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like the CLG narrative. I think it is interesting. I wish that they were a little more interesting as a team. Uh, everyone on there are such polite individuals that it kind of just, I don't know. But um, I, I think what? Wiggly's pretty funny. Yeah, he's... And I actually really like Stixa and PoE. I like all these guys, by the way. I'm not saying anything against them. I'm just saying, oh, okay. like, they're not, like, the CLG of old, right? With, like, the Aphromu double lift and all the trash talk there. Like, they just, they seem... I want those guys to get a little cocky. And then, and then it'll be fun. Wiggly has the C9 persona embedded in him from his one split there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So any final thoughts, my dear friend Yeehaw Man? Uh, no, not many. I, I will say I forgot to mention uh, if TSM misses playoffs, I think it would be a tiebreaker situation and they would just collapse in the tiebreakers. But other than that, uh, no, I think that's about all I have. Thank all you for right. having me. Well, you made your prediction. We'll see what happens. Thanks, man. Thank you. By the way, Travis, you're the first per- channel I ever subbed to. So. Thank you. Are you currently subbed? You yeah, are. Yeah, I subbed today. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and so today was the first day you ever subbed ever, and it was to my channel. Absolutely. Thank you. Would you say that you would recommend that to anybody else watching right now who hasn't ever subbed and feels like they should sub? Oh, absolutely. You've been satisfied so far with your results. I mean, got me in the got me on the show, didn't it? Thanks so much, Travis. For this 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 plant that you use, it's so obvious. It's not. It's not a plant. It's such an obvious plant. I would never be able come to on. come up with. You added him. Thanks, you, man. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. All right. Please sub to my channel. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on to the next. Caller, Mark is off. Um, all right, what do we got? Oh, I'm gonna name off some more names. Uh, thank you to really, the Ray. We have someone here already. Jeez, that was quick. Space Pope 20K. I feel like you've been on the show in the past. I have been, Travis. But a you. long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Like a year. Uh, it's been a little less than a year, but I did make it into a uh, Broken Blade montage video after flaming him. Oh really? I didn't ever see that montage video, but that's that's hype. Congratulations! Yeah, there's a quote where it said, uh, "I think we have seen the best of Broken Blade." Nice. Well, 
Uh, congratulations. This is the, what the show is all about, giving the community a voice so that pro players can later flame the community back. Uh, anyway, where are you calling from? Remind me. Uh, Flint, Michigan, my man. Oh, that's right. You're from Flint, and then it's always a thing. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Yeah, so uh, first off, I just wanted to give praise to Riot. Thank you for coming to Detroit for the finals. A bunch of people from our Discord are all going. Super cool. But Are you going? Uh, I can't afford it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. But the the gang's all going, and I'm going to be repping them from home. But uh, So my hot take <clears throat> is a TSM world without Bjergsen. Uh, his contract's up at the end of the year, and I want to talk about that. Okay, talk. I'm very excited about this, and and Mark, I feel like might have pulled you specifically because this is a favorite favorite topic of mine. We talked about it last week, I think, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so go for it. All right, so I've been pitching this um, since they basically uh, have shown struggles in missing worlds. I've been pitching this campaign, kind of, in this idea to my friends since TSN missed worlds. Um, you have players. Um, like your Bjergsons, your double lifts, your what have you, so like these elite players who they know that they are kind of a, uh, a step above or at least on par with the top echelon of players in their region. And their expectation is not finals. Their expectation and drive and desire is international success, right? You've heard them all say it in multiple interviews. Uh, I know that you yourself, you're friends with pro players, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, sure you, I, I'm sure you've been told this before. Yeah, I go. You know? I call them by their first name. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when people like Soren and Peter, for instance, um, are out there striving to really make their mark, right? I mean, and I think to a point they have, right? You could have Bjergsen, you could have Double If I just, I'm reusing these as like the basically top two of like NA residents, NA natives rather. Um, they could, assuming that language barrier wasn't a thing, start for teams in other regions, you know what I mean? And find sure. success because they are proven commodities. Uh, I think if TSM busters out again, right? Which uh, I do think they will make playoffs. I've looked at strength of schedule. Um, but I, I don't know if they'll make the run through Gauntlet to go to Worlds. Like, if they do not win the Summer Split, which I don't think they will, there's a high likelihood that right. they miss Worlds two years in a row. And if I'm Bjergsen, and my drive and identity is to be a successful international player to leave a legacy and a mark on the lcs and kind of like prove right it's not i'm sure salary is a factor to any pro player it's their job i get it but like when you're when your motivator is success when your motivator is really out there on that kind of level um i think that tsm if they miss worlds again is not the team and it is not the brand that is going to bring him to that level of greatness so and you and you think he would go to another team yeah, do you think absolutely. another team in L uh, LCS, or do you think he'd go to a different league? So I have a few, I have a few uh, ideas for you that I've shopped around. So I've got three, and uh, you want to start in NA, you want to yeah, start just, elsewhere. Just kind of go through quickly because we, I want to yeah. make sure that we can talk okay. about your take. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, the two in NA are Hundred Thieves and C9, and we can get to C9 Bjergsen and what that looks like. And in EU, I think it'd be Fnatic. Okay. Uh, so quickly, just give me one sentence uh, takes on why, on each of these teams. All right, uh, 100 Thieves, they need a resident uh, mid laner. They need to put Someday back in. I think everybody agrees on that. If you have Someday bang Afro, uh, sure. Bjergsen, and a jungler who's played with before, amazing. Makes Killer sense. team. That, that's a sick team. Um, C9 Bjergsen. Dude, he and Sneaky are on some of the same like sponsorships. Like They have like endorsements outside of their individual orgs. They've done 
like co-events together in the past like this i don't know if that's a good reason for why they'd end up on the same team but sure i mean he's jungled with scaring as well in the past that's another innate kind of synergy uh that's a pretty beast roster in my opinion and uh fanatic uh i think it'd be you'd be hard pressed to convince me that bjergsen is not an upgrade over nemesis okay mark you go first because you i remember you were not you didn't buy this stuff last time yeah, and I think the main reason is, like, the options that he has. Like, he wants to join one of the best teams in the league. Uh, but, like, it just doesn't feel there's that many open. TL is probably not going to take him. I mean, who knows? Steve could just – maybe he dumps Jensen and picks, picks Bjergsen up. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, you talk about C9, and maybe it could happen – yeah, but Niski's been playing really well, and if they're beating Bjergsen, like, it does feel strange to then drop one of the guys who helped you beat him. Um, I mean, it did kind of happen with Jensen and Cena, or TL, but then Jensen was also crushing at Worlds, so they had something else to go on. I, I just don't know. The 100 Thieves one is the most likely one, but it's not like they have a great track record. They made one finals kind of busted out way harder than TSM has busted out. Uh, yeah, they made Worlds, uh, but they got their off points, and they... They did get they... their off points, and they were kind of very quietly in what turned out to be the group of death. Now, I'm not trying to be a 100 Thieves defender, right? You I mean, know? I don't think it was a group of death. I think it was two good teams and two terrible teams. Yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah, you like... look at the 100 Thieves performance to go, man, it really sucked that they ended up in this, this... I do agree with you, but I mean, you had uh, IG and Fnatic in that group. Those are the finalists, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not saying they were they would get out of that group, but I don't think they got to get out of any group, is my point. Like, they were not that good. Uh, and then they come back in spring, and they get 10th, and now they're rallying to 6th. Like, that's not the most compelling pitch to Bjergsen, who's this guy who's fed up with losing. Uh, you know, it's kind of what we're saying is his impetus for looking for something. So most of the NA options to me seem pretty unlikely as much as, you know, TSM has dropped the ball. Uh, you know, they're trying at least it feels like, and they're still like at fourth, you know, it's like maybe CLG is an option. Who knows? But I, I doubt it. And then with Europe, I do think it's more likely. But once again, it's kind of the C9 situation for Fnatic where a lot of us want to believe Bjergsen should be better than Nemesis. But um Nemesis has been getting better results in terms of, you know, he has a better team around him, sure, whatever, but um, it still feels weird to remove a player who is doing quite well um, and is responsible for a lot of the team's success. So it does feel like maybe he gets just a little bit the grass is greener and just, you know, decides to do it anyways, but it's on paper. I don't see one of these teams as clear upgrades over TSM. So uh, here's here's my thoughts. Uh, I think that going back to Europe... Okay, uh, so I'm going to give you my thoughts and I'm going to say something at the end, which will be kind of interesting. I think the best scenario or like the most likely scenario would be that he goes back to Europe because I do think, you know, maybe he'd feel, he's like, okay, I've been in the US for long enough. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go back home. Uh, LEC is like really popping off. Like imagine if G2 wins worlds this year, right? Like how attractive is it going to be to join uh, the region that is now winning worlds, especially if NA like busters out of worlds like we normally do. And especially if TSM doesn't make it to worlds in the first place, that's going to feel very attractive to him. I don't know to Mark's point, if 
there's a team over there that would want him um or enough enough at least like i you know if they take him over nemesis or something but i think uh that's an interesting thing i do i i like the scenario mark presented where tl buys him or doesn't buy him but like signs him the, the steve approach yeah. well because like yeah. okay i it's my my expectation narrative. is that given the i don't know individual player salaries but i do know team numbers right i did that video before i would not be surprised if bjergsen could get paid three times what he's making now on tl so i don't know what like maybe maybe tsm then just like bumps the number to whatever that is during the off season but i'm just saying like i'm not saying that or i'm just saying that in a world where bjergsen is more financially motivated uh, that would be a potential opportunity for him. Finally, I yes. liked your, your your suggestion around 100 Thieves because I think 100 Thieves is the type of team where, especially if they don't make it to Worlds and potentially don't make it to playoffs this year, they decide after this like insane year to just blow up the roster and build a super team, and they tell Soren, "Come build a super team with us, and we'll pay you a shit. We'll pay you whatever TL will pay you, plus we'll let you design our roster." Uh, that would be very fascinating. And Bjergsen in like 100 Thieves merch, I'm sure, is something that they would... And uh, I like that, the 100 Thieves option the most in North America. Um, I think it would be really fun and cool to see like this new upstart org be able to get him. And uh, I think they have a lot of upgrades they can make across the board with the roster. But I still don't think... I mean, that would be the concern, is if Bjergsen is willing to be like, yeah, let me pick my whole team, because... That can be tiring to be like making suggestions, then you don't get the guy you want, and then like you know, versus just joining a team that already is really attractive, like a fanatic or you know, if you can get C9 or whatever else. So uh, anyway, that's that's kind of my take. Are we? I don't know if you what's, have any. What's what's, uh, what's the percent chance that this happens? Bjergsen just generically leaving TSM. Should they miss worlds again? Is it a hundred percent, fifty percent? Where where are you at? So, this is the hard part for me because uh, we we've been going back and forth with this a lot, like in our Discord community. Um, I definitely lean on the side that he should leave if they miss worlds. Like, if in my mind, I'm I'm talking you know, like ninety five percent. We have people on sure, the but other what do you think? Do you think that's that? You said he should. Do you think that he will? Uh, do you think he will? Uh, <laughs> um, 100% on it. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that he will. 75% he will. Okay. So I would have agreed with you on the 75%, especially because last year I heard a rumor that he was thinking about going back to Europe. But recently I have heard that there's a good chance that he will stay with TSM for a long time. So uh, I don't know this for sure, but there's an interesting conversation being had right now behind the scenes about equity. And if players yes. have equity in teams and if they should be allowed to have equity in teams. And I, I suspect that this is something that Riot is trying to figure out too. Um, and I've heard rumors that players have equity. I would bet that Bjergsen might have equity in TSM. And if he does, that makes it far less likely that he will leave TSM. And if he doesn't, and the rules allow for it, I bet you TSM would offer him equity and he might stay. So that could be interesting and perhaps keep him around there even if, because 
I think it's less likely that TL, which is a different type of org uh, from a business perspective, would necessarily offer equity to a player. So yeah, I don't think they have enough to go yeah, around. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure they could find some somewhere, right? It's just like who's going to give it up and how's that going to look and how much and all yeah, that and stuff. How so, much you, yeah, how much you're going to get. The last I heard, TSM, like I, I thought that Andy and crew are still majority owners in TSM. Now, none of the, all this stuff is always obfuscated and you kind of only have to hear stuff and you... No, no, this, people don't really make this super transparent, so I'm not sure. But the sense I get is that TSM is still majority owned by the original ownership group. And perhaps there's a world where Bjergsen gets some of that and then he sticks around because of it. I don't know. Bigger conversation around uh, player equity, which uh, maybe I will start at some point in time or do a video on because it's a really big question. But, yeah, uh, and I don't care. I mean, player equity to me with something like that, the, the simplest stance is with, with the specifics on the individual that is Bjergsen, it comes down to the notion of is, you know, your driving factor international success? Uh, you know, is it available for you in a, is it available for you in LEC, right? Is it available for you in a region you could comfortably play in or a team you could comfortably play on? If it is there, does that make more sense to you than having the retirement package, which is equity, which is ownership and stake of a team and things like that, because that is something where you would move on from like after playing to still being involved. Uh, yeah. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're, you know, you're getting older, you're getting tired, you've got injuries, you've got whatever I, in any competitive sport, I can understand that, but I don't necessarily know that a player like Bjergsen is done having that drive. And if TSM does not put up, like a pretty ludicrous amount of money. Like if he even smells the option of free agency, the um, the offers Bjergsen is going to get are going to be actually insane. And I don't know that Reggie, a team operating out of a team house still, you know, there's no facility like the 100 Thieves are upgrading to. Um, they don't have the, the notoriety that LEC has in terms of strength of region. Um, I just don't see TSM as the home for Bjergsen anymore. Gotcha. Well, hey, it's a great take, and I'm really hoping that this is a bigger conversation as we move into the offseason, because I, I think it should be pretty fun as people are trying to figure out like what the plan is over there. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You guys have a good night. Have a good See one. you. All right. Uh, hey, Mark, by the way. Um, one, I wanted to know if we have anybody tech calling in about the Golden Guardian stuff. Yes, we do. Okay, so I will hold off on that. Um, maybe we do one more call and then we, uh, and then we do the break. Okay. Cool. Off Mark goes to grab the next caller. Uh, thank you to Merchant of Soul for five months, Muzak for 1100 bits, uh, Diane for gifting 10 subs. That's crazy. Boba Cola for 23 months coming up on two years. Zach Jamkin for eight months, Wrist Nubs Gaming for four, Blank 27 for nine, and then Boba Cola gifted a sub to Nick Allen for 16. Uh, congratulations, Nick Allen. Thank you, Boba Collett. Chovy152, is that how I pronounce your name? Yes, that is how you pronounce it. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Charlottesville, Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia. How's it going in Charlottesville? It's a wonderful place to be. Uh, don't let the news uh, the news last year fool you. It's a uh, it's really nice town. Okay. Well, yeah, you say now, so I don't, I don't know what happened, but hopefully things got better. Um, well, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Okay, so my topic is that LCS teams and Riot are bringing almost no value to sponsorships and that Riot is failing to provide compelling league products in general. 
and that leaves League and Lolly Sports with uh, very little upward financial future. And that's bad for players because either the LCS or League declines or Riot tries to monetize in ways that don't feel good for the player because they're scrambling to make money. Holy Travis, is it, is it Christmas for you? I These calls? Mean, this would be Christmas for Kelby, to be clear. But this oh, is okay. a topic we don't normally get, um, and it's the type of stuff I do like to talk about. And uh, it's a spicy take. I also <laughs> love that tonight just feels like the the anti-team night as we've, we've been crapping on TSM, suggesting that Bjergsen is going to leave, and then now, now this. Uh, oh yeah, boy. so, okay. yeah, I wasn't expecting to be pulled until it was a Kelby call, but... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start uh, going into it a little bit more. So talking about the team sponsorships, um, teams basically don't rep their sponsors in any meaningful way. So taking Travis with Omen and Alienware, he's built a culture around people caring about his sponsors. People call in and they make memes about it and they make jokes about it. And I know that I know at all times who Travis is repping as his sponsor um and you can tell that it's like personal um the teams outside of team snickers which i only knew because of the memes uh and because of you guys joking about it like i don't know who cloud nine sponsors are i don't know who who's your favorite uh, team uh tl generally um do you know their I sponsors? Who, i don't know who tl sponsors are and do you know any what, of their like, sponsors this is super interesting <laughs> to me no, I know none of their sponsors. None? Uh, do you know where they train? Maybe they're also... Do they also have Alienware? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, they train at the Alienware training facility. But I yes. mean, it, it, people in the chat are going crazy, but I'm actually... Um, I, I find it super fascinating that you, you don't know. And I'm not, I'm not saying that cause I want to flame you. I, I'm actually just like, yeah. it's, it's fascinating that you well, know my sponsor before them. And, and, and this is somebody who watches, you know, hours of, uh, LCS a, a weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and here's but, the thing is I, I kind of agree with, with some of what you're saying, but like the team sponsor one, and obviously I work on the product of League of legends, you know, esports broadcast. So I, I'm probably more in tune with it, but like. The Marvel stuff was like people should know. I I yeah, think but the, the Marvel the thing isn't a sponsorship. It's a partnership, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Right. Joby, did um, you know about the Marvel thing with TL? Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. What about like the uh, the TL Honda account who goes on Reddit and always posts like all these stupid memes, uh, like uh, TSM, Dr Pepper, all those like weird gifts of Acadian that came out and stuff. Like I don't know if you you. No. Seen any of these I mean, I'm on I'm on League Reddit daily for you know. Uh, 30 minutes or, or more. I, I haven't seen those. I mean, maybe I'm not digging into the bottom memes of a thread. Um, but, but one point I wanted to bring up is that players don't even typically say who their sponsors are. And this is a thing that's struck me for a while, which is they all say in Travis's interviews, which I watch many of because they're great, uh, they say things like, I'd like to thank our sponsors. And that's what they say. They don't say, I'd like to thank, you know, um, Disney, like I'd like to thank Marvel. I'd like to thank Alienware specifically. I'd like to thank HyperX, whatever, if that's a sponsor. Like they just say thanks to our sponsors, and there's like no player investment. Like, and yeah, you can going back to the point. You can tell Travis cares about Alienware. You can tell Doublelift doesn't care at all who who these sponsors are when he just says 
yeah and oh i guess thanks to our sponsors too see that one is difficult for me to take because double lift is probably the only one i find and in, i do all these interviews right i feel like he's the only one that really shouts them out mostly he shouts out alienware and then his personal sponsor u.gg i don't think he shouts out like honda or whatever but sure but like a demonte interview like or uh i don't know like a zven interview they're not you know they're not talking about why they care about their sponsors and those brands they just say thanks to our fans and our sponsors at the end Devontae's and, a chat just put a question mark um, yeah. uh, all right big <laughs> um, travis i think you'll have a lot more to say about yeah, yeah. this than i will so let me let me go first sure uh, the part that i agree with Chovy about the most is like a lot of the things he's criticizing are also traditional marketing things like when you watch nascar and you see someone's car with 50 sponsors on it it's just like woof, i don't even fucking know who sponsors you really because there's just all over there um and like because you have so many like you're saying it's not personal and like it's not like this guy is vouching necessarily for this product uh the way you can feel with travis and alienware or something so like that part um is more of a from my perspective a criticism on a lot of just general marketing tactics um but the thing is i'm not a marketer i don't know how effective they are i've been told by a lot of people that like even in marketing you kind of just do like what you think is going to work and there's not always like a great basis for it and like a lot of it's just like throwing money out there so like i don't know uh maybe it's not terribly effective but i can't imagine it's any worse than what they're seeing from uh traditional sports and other marketing avenues in terms of kpis and success and stuff like that and uh alignment with fans or or whatever so i whether or not it's good i can't say but i i doubt the sponsors are super disappointed well but that's just my that's all that's all well, gut okay stuff. Yeah, yeah i'm ready for i'm ready i'm ready uh <laughs> chovy uh before we get to this i'm also kind of curious do you know any of the lcs sponsors yeah i know state farm okay. uh be, with the state farm i'm helping and also i have state farm insurance so i that i make that personal connection um i i know there's uh i know some lec sponsors i know they have like kia because they had that commercial that had some of the casters in it um you don't know any other L lcs sponsors uh, I know, like, Global Events is MasterCard. I think Alienware is also an LCS sponsor. Good, I you got it. You got yeah. it. That yeah. was a close one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an Alienware person in the chat, so I have to... You know, we're really... No, Alienwells, Air, Alienware is, is well represented, don't worry. Okay. We, they, they are excluded from the, this topic in particular. Sure. Okay. Um... Interesting. Uh, so this is super fascinating to me. Okay. Uh, I'm actually, it would be really fun. We can't do it right now, but it would be really interesting to try to like do a game where it's, we see how many people can name in our chat can name how many sponsors for different teams. Yeah. Um, and then which teams get like the most hits or whatever. I think that'd be super. People funny. can look it up though. They'll cheat. Twitch chat's a bunch of dirty cheaters. Okay. So here we go. Um, one, I agree with you to a decent amount. I actually think most sponsorships in the LCS, especially of teams, are not very well done. I will say that I would bet 50% of the time that is not necessarily on the team, but on the brand. Because what you often have is, and a lot of people don't know this, right? But you work most, most uh, thankfully, I'm, I get, I'm lucky I get to work directly with Alienware. But a lot of the times what you have is a brand who comes in and they have an eight, they're represented by an agency. Um, and sometimes the 
team or league or whoever are also represented by an agency. So you end up in this weird world where like, uh, and, and also sometimes, by the way, what you are seeing is part of a broader spend. So for instance, uh, CLG, I believe is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace does a ad buy with Madison Square Garden company. And so I think they're probably featured at like Knicks games or whatever. And then as like an extra line underneath it, you know, it's like, oh, and also if you throw in, I don't know, a couple hundred grand or whatever, you know, we'll give you spot on CLG as well. In addition to like the multi-million dollar spent you're doing across some of our other stuff for our other teams. So oftentimes I think that the poor sponsorship is not necessarily because of the team, but sometimes it is just because the brand is not great at figuring out how to activate it or their agency. I mean, a lot of the stuff is esports stuff. So let's get that out of the way. Secondly, um, I do think teams in a lot of cases don't have like the best infrastructure set up to support sponsors. So actually a really interesting test of this is to look, and I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but to look at sponsor retention. So for instance, Alienware, we'll use them as an example because they sponsor the show, full disclosure and whatever, but we also were talking about them earlier. They've been with Curse and then once Curse became Team Liquid for years and years and years, right? So they've got amazing sponsor retention. Whereas you look at, um, like, you know, it's the TSM hate episode, so I guess we'll just do this. TSM has like a different PC sponsor. It seems like every year to two years. I don't know if that's because TSM is failing to retain it or if those sponsors are just deciding that, or if like they're upgrading in terms of cost every year and like, okay, you know, we had iBuyPower and now we can make more money if we work with this other company. I don't know. But it is, it is super fascinating to me whenever you see uh, teams that don't have great sponsor retention. Um, to their credit, I think they still have Logitech and they've had Logitech for a while now. So that's a pretty good sign for, uh, for them, at least for that relationship. So uh, to your point, uh, I agree with you. I do think a lot of teams fail at figuring out how to add proper or how to properly support a sponsor. I think sponsors don't always know what they want from a team. Uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that are selling esports and don't do a good job of being honest about what that return looks like in terms of impressions and all that kind of stuff. I don't necessarily think that a logo on a jersey is a valuable thing. Um, and I wish, again, like they're my sponsor, but I wish more brands did what Alienware does and activate across multiple avenues of the space. Because I think part of the reason why people notice Alienware is because they sponsor Hotline League. They sponsor the Champions Select. They sponsor TL, who's one of the bigger teams in the league. Like they find ways to do, they sponsor squad. They find ways to do specific things that players will notice as opposed, opposed to like Morton Steakhouse, who I believe is a sponsor of uh, Clutch, because Clutch is out of Texas, DeMonte's here. And I bet very few of you guys know that unless you've noticed it on their jersey and been like surprised, right? Um, so I think I think that's my take. I don't know if you have any other thoughts or questions. Uh, I was trying to find that Energems thing that we did where Cop cosplayed as a Officer Caitlin and it was a really weird video, but I can't find it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would also credit Dr. Pepper, by the way, for making like those really viral... Uh, TSM videos where like they're a K-pop group or stuff like that. I think that's actually pretty fun. Um, 
I, but yes, it's interesting that you still don't know that. And by the way, I do think there's an interesting question around what can LCS do to better support the team sponsors? Because right now, the only thing that the teams get is like jersey branding. So I don't know what else they could do, but I think that LCS is, it's this ironic thing where LCS is the most valuable part, like the LCS broadcast is the most valuable part of the ecosystem to a brand. And team sponsors don't really get anything there except for like the Jersey logo, which again, we've talked about is not that great. So I'm very curious to see if there's anything that changes in the future. I think you might've mentioned it, but in case you didn't just like also a lot of the things that limit um, sponsors from resonating really well with fans in this space is the sponsors themselves have like pretty strict ideas of like what an activation looks like. Uh, They don't, always do what Dr. Pepper or Alienware will do, which is a lot more fun and cool. Yeah. Like for instance, uh, State Farm, I think has done very like, like, okay, you can tell that whatever agency is working with State Farm doesn't know esports that well because they have done like the most traditional things ever over the past couple of years. Like we're going to sponsor the <laughs> work slowly sinking down. We're going to sponsor the analyst desk because that's an easy corollary to traditional sports. We're going to sponsor, we're going to have some logos on, and then they don't even make, shout out, I'm going to shout out to Alienware. Alienware makes these uh, commercials that run on the LCS broadcast that feature Peter in them, for instance, or the Alienware training facility. I have seen that stupid commercial where the helium thing crashes in the tunnel and everybody starts talking with a squeaky voice so many times. And the stupid commercial where the kid gets the car given to him and is unhappy about it and is an, an ingrate. You know, I would have loved to have gotten a car whenever I was 16, regardless of what it was, uh, so many times. And uh, and I know the Alienware ad plays a lot too, but it's like, it feels like it's built for me and not built for like, you know, to run on an NFL broadcast and on front of a YouTube video and all this stuff. So, um, I, I am happy. I think that's the type of stuff I would have loved to see the analyst or the state farm desk or state farm do a custom commercial with Mark Z talking about how he's getting insurance or something, uh, because you know, his stock or whatever, something related to the analyst desk, you know, I think that would be fun. Uh, you don't, you don't like the I'm helpings. What do you think about I'm I'm helpings are nice, but like, those are not great. (sighs) I don't think that those are the best, like. Those are cool, but you can add anybody's logo and name to them. They're not super unique or fun for it. Like, I can tell you how that worked. Uh, Riot came up with like, cause I've seen this happen. You know, we used to try to figure this stuff out at Yahoo. It's like, all right, what could we sell? What kind of branded segment could we sell? Well, what if we came up with like a thing where it shows like I'm helping and that kind of goes into it, but you could do that with like a bunch of different things, right? Like it could be like the Alienware Area 51 abduction. I don't That's a terrible one, but you, you get the point. Like you could, you could do like those brand segments. I don't I know, Travis, not... you're kind of arguing against yourself now. You couldn't come up with one in two seconds. Well, it's like when we came up with the tidy cats cleanup one, right? Like you just, it's easy to, Uh-oh. to come up with. What, Did I knock my internet out? No, I see. I hear you. Hello. The audio is still on, but the video is. I see Mark. Um, uh, oh, it's just us. We're having a issue. Um, is that me or you or what's going on? Yeah. 
I it's we're fine. We're good now. Um, I I I don't know. I think the I'm helping thing is not super impressive to me. I mean, it's better than a lot of things, but it's better than whenever right. Acer sponsored uh, LCS. By the way, that they did like virtually nothing. So anyway, I've talked long enough. Mark's gonna cut me off soon. Uh, yeah, Chovy, I'm bored. Chovy, any final thoughts on any of this? Uh, yeah, I think players should start caring about their sponsors and they should start representing them, uh, in content that they're a part of. I agree with that. There was a time before, by the way, actually, if Kelby was here, he'd be bragging about this. Every CLG player knew every CLG sponsor and would shout them out at the end of every interview that I did. And, uh, and nobody does that anymore. And it's, you know, they could totally, every team could do that and then count all that towards their impressions. I don't know why they stopped doing it. I mean, I don't mind it, but. Niski says he's going to shout out Puma next interview. There you go. You did it. You you made it happen, Chovy. And and shout out to Rocket Mortgage, who's the only other sponsor I remember that I didn't mention. Yep. Oh, you right. know what I remember? The Steve HTC phone thing. We need to get some more like really cringy plugs as well. Well, that was a perfect example because it happened on the LCS broadcast, right? So yeah, it's like a good way of doing it. Yeah. Chovy, thanks That's so much what we for need calling Niski in. To do. Yep. Thanks Take for having your shoes me. Off. Yeah. By the way, I also really like the Jersey Mike's dubs give you two sandwiches for the price of one thing. I think that's actually pretty smart. Right. Better than anything Riot did with them. Let's put let's put it that way. All right. We're going to take a quick call or a quick break before we get into the next call to shout out. Well, this is hilariously timed. Our sponsor, Alienware. Uh, thanks so much to Alienware for sponsoring. Uh, amazing, by the way, that we just had a caller call in and say that he's fully aware that Alienware sponsors my content uh, whenever he's not sure of what uh, you know other sponsors teams have and all that kind of stuff. Just just goes to show the value of this partnership for both parties. Uh, Mark and I are able to do this show because of it. Uh, Mark is zooming in on his cat right now because of it. I don't know why. Uh, but here's the announcement. Here's the announcement. I'm leaving the country on Friday with Broden. So I will not be at LCS next week or the week after. And we have uh, fast fee will be coming in for me uh, this weekend. And then she's I'm doing here. hotline league. I don't I will have to figure out hotline league. You and I are still figuring that out, but I'm getting abducted. No, uh, uh, we'll figure out. Uh, I have to figure out week nine. It's still work in progress. Fast. can't do it. But the reason I am leaving the country is because there was an interesting opportunity that came up and started being talked about at MSI uh, last year, or last month, May, whatever. Uh, and that was that there is not very much coverage of the LPL. And while a lot of people know about LCK uh, and sort of what that looks like, not very many people know about what goes on over there. And because of that, you know, not very many people are excited about LPL content, and I get that, but uh, for instance, did you know that there are six different cities that the LPL has played out of that they've geolocated that a bunch of these, uh, there's a ton of different arenas that RNG plays out of, uh, Beijing and other teams are in Shanghai and other teams are in different places. Um, either way, yeah, Raz is, is, is Raz on the chat. He's, he's probably freaking out. Oh, he's just putting a question mark. Um, anyway, uh, okay. A lot of you guys know that not all of you know that. So uh, what happened was we started talking to the LPL, Broden and I, and they liked the idea of, of me coming over and creating a lot of content and kind of touring some of these places. 
um, and showing, you know, like showing what these different arenas look like and what, and interviewing people about what LPL is and all that stuff, getting this going before Worlds comes so that people can appreciate the LPL teams a little more. Um, and so they were open to this and wanted to help me, you know, make introductions and meet a bunch of different people and go to these different arenas and all that stuff. So then we started looking for a sponsor for this because I really like the idea of it. And guess who was down to sponsor it? Alienware. That's that's really cool um, that they came in on this because um, they already do so much for me uh, and have done a ton for me. Uh, and so the fact that they were down to also sponsor this special trip uh, is really cool. So uh, the long of it is, or the short of it is, uh, FastView is going to be here this weekend. I'm looking to find somebody for week nine, if anybody has suggestions. And... Um, and then for two weeks, uh, or a little bit less than two weeks, Broden and I are going to be over uh, in China. We're going to go to three different cities, uh, Shanghai and Beijing being two of them. We're finalizing the third uh, in the next 24 hours. And we're going to create a ton of content. Uh, some of it will come out while we're over there, but we're looking at releasing longer pieces uh, after summer finals so that everybody can get more hype around uh, the LPL and have a little bit more context on it uh, later on. So... Um, yeah, I, we're looking at, uh, at a couple different places, but, um, either way, this is, I just, I'm announcing this during the break because, uh, well, we talk about the Alienware stuff because they are sponsoring it. It is the reason why, uh, Broden and I are able to go over there and I really appreciate their support and I'm really excited about all this stuff. I'm sorry I won't be at LCS this weekend, but FastView will have you guys on lockdown and hopefully you guys really enjoy the content that we make should be really fun. And thank you so much to Alienware for doing this. Uh, it's a completely unique opportunity that I've never really had the chance to, to do before. Um, and I couldn't have done it without them because this stuff is pretty pricey. So anyway, thanks guys uh, for hearing that. Hopefully you guys watch our stuff and uh, thank you to Alienware for sponsoring. Uh, Mark, you want to grab the next person? Yeah, give me a second. Sorry, everyone. I know this is not as cool as my cat. Um, cool. Yeah, that sounds cool, dude. I just got a phone call and then I have to, I now have to call back or I don't have to call back the person, but I have to text them and say, oops, I'm on a show. How are you, Mark? Did you go get the next person? He's, he's getting the next person. I thought it was, uh, my, um, I thought it was my front gate getting unlocked. Bring Cat back, says Yuli. We want Candace, we want Candace, we want Candace. Yes. Uh, so originally I was going to not make it in time to see Candace um, because she was going to be out of town. But now it looks like I'm going to be able to see Candace because I might be going to China Joy, which I know very little about. Uh, Raz is going to take me around. I don't want him to do the things that he's talking about. Don't trust about Raz, dude. He'll, he'll just take you to do fucked up stuff. And he won't tell you what it is. And you'll be scared every night. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sounds fantastic. Joe's on the show. Joe, where are you calling from? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Uh, what? How's Idaho? Oh, it's fine. It's hot. Mowed my lawn today. It was like 106 degrees. That doesn't sound fun. But at least you yes. have a lawn. In Los Angeles, we don't really have lawns. Yeah, but I also have to like drive 10 minutes to get anywhere. Can't really yeah, I don't, I don't miss lawns. We have to drive like an hour to get anywhere. We have traffic everywhere. No, no, no. That's if you want to go somewhere. To get anywhere, though, you don't need to go anywhere. That was I don't know what that means. Joe, what, let's just get into this. Joe, what do you want to talk about? 
Um, I think GGS management and coaching made a massive blunder by taking out Defley and Ole and putting in FBI and Huhi. I think a lot of their games were actually pretty close with Defley and Ole, like against TSM and even TL, GGS was having pretty close matches. But now with FBI and Huhi, they're just getting consistently like stomped in lane. And it's kind of forcing Hanser and Froggen to try and like 2v8 the game. And I think even with the trade, it's like way too late, but we'll leave that aside. And I think they'll actually fall out of playoffs because of this. Like their bot lane is just so non-competitive, it seems. And I think 100 Thieves will actually go into the sixth spot with their recent upsurgence. Uh, I like this topic. Uh, Travis, Thanks. you said you had some some juice you wanted to... I mean, it's not as entirely uh, relevant uh, to this call in particular, but on the Deathly stuff, I, so I don't know why they traded, or sorry, I don't know why they they decided to swap uh, Deathly and Ole down, but I do know. So I was I was asking around because I was kind of curious. It seemed random the trade. So apparently, what I heard was that once Deathly went to Academy on Golden Guardians, he was pretty unhappy. And then he, and for a long time, he's had a ton of friends on C9. And so essentially GGS was like, like, I don't know how much of the move was strategic in that, oh, we'll bring Keith over and that'll be like the solution. Uh, I, my understanding was that it was more motivated by definitely being unhappy on Golden Guardians, didn't really want to be on their academy roster anymore, wanted to go play with his friends. And so GGS was like, all right, cool. You can join C9. That's what I'd heard from a couple people. So uh, that changes, I guess, like the strategic element of bringing Keith over. Uh, but I don't still know entirely why the original change was made. I don't know, Mark, if you've heard anything. Um, I've heard some stuff, but I don't think I should comment on it quite yet. <laughs> uh, but I, mean, I did hear oh. definitely for a while was pretty unhappy on GGS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what does that mean, Mark? Well, I don't know. I, I heard that also some people didn't like working with him or something. So they feels like that they were fishing for a replacement for a player without actually having an upgrade or something that's going to work better planned. Um, okay. you know, I, I don't think it was his teammates, but I don't know. I just heard that some people weren't happy. Yeah. Um. So I don't know who it was. I don't think it was a player, but who knows? It's, it's all gossip anyways. In terms of whether the move was good or not, I have to agree. It looks pretty fucking bad. <laughs> I don't... I just... Like, I don't think... Original, FBI, you're talking about not the trade, but the, the swap. Right, so the, the whole swap down. from, from yeah. Definitely and Ole to whoever else ends up starting the rest of these. Um, I just don't... I just don't understand, like... How like they had to change their whole playstyle? Contracts is bot lane like twenty four seven now. They finally tried to not play that way uh, against TL, but then their bot lane still like taking all ins all the time, uh, and it feels like they only know how to play aggressive and never like oh they're on Rift Herald. Maybe we shouldn't try fighting to the death while my my whole rest of my team's at Rift Herald. Um, so I don't know. I haven't been impressed. I think. There's been games where he looks good. There's been games when FBI looks good. I don't think either of them are outright terrible, but like, there's just, I have no idea what this team's identity is where it's like Hauntzer, 
on an island playing laning phase very well, but then doesn't ever like make big game winning plays and he never gets any help to like turn it into an early game snowball. Uh, Froggen is like playing assassins now, I guess, cause that's cool. Uh, and then their bot lane just has their jungler hard camp for them while they play like Lucian and aggressive stuff. And then they don't usually win or snowball that hard and get counter ganked a lot and stuff. So I don't know. It looks like a disaster to me and it looks like they're going to miss playoffs because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it was a big mistake. And even the way that contracts is playing right now, I feel like golden guardians just has no hope. Like the identity of the team definitely shifted. And even if they do uh, subbing Keith, I don't think that'll be any sort of saving grace because I think, like, as you mentioned, the overall strategy of the team is just out the window. They don't have a functioning bot lane unless contracts hard camps. And I think 100 Thieves, with their strength of schedule, is definitely going to be the team to move into sixth. Yeah, I also think, like, you know, you could say that there were a lot of flaws with Deathly and Ole, too. So, like, I, I would agree with that. You know, it's not like Deathly and Ole were world beaters and they randomly got benched for no good reason. Um, but like you could work around Ole's, you know, kind of limited champion pool and definitely could have multiple play stars. Well, sometimes he's playing Draven and he's going really aggressive. And sometimes he's playing Varus and he's poking and not doing as much. And like, it feels like they became a lot less flexible for like no, no reason. And I, I, yeah, I agree with, with most of what you're saying. Yeah. Even just consistency in lane, I feel like was the big thing that was lost. Like FBI and who he may be good in terms of macro just for who he shot calling. But I think the cost of losing Deftly and Ole in lane is what really kills golden guardians. Cause now you can't have frog in one V nine games. Like he was early in the split. Uh, yeah. Who knows why they're, they're not playing control, like as many control mages mid right now either. Mark, do you, I mean, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Nothing, nothing. I was gonna say maybe Frog feels like he needs to carry more somehow. But what is their? Do we know what their like post like their early record is, and then their second second half record? Because when did they make the trade? It was like two weeks ago, right? Or when did they make the change? Uh, like they they brought De uh, uh, FBI has played six games now, so three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, I can go look up their standings three weeks ago. So three weeks ago, Golden Guardians were sitting at. In week five, they were five and five. They're now six and eight. They've gone one and no, wait, that's not clear. They're four and four, and now they're six and eight. Yeah, not an improvement. So two and four with him and the changes. Yeah, it's hard to feel like that was a good move, given that, at least. Yeah. I'm very curious because you look at that and you got to figure there was like some behind the scenes stuff going on to tr contribute to it. Right. I mean, yeah. Is Tefli oh, well. the next Dardoch? Is Tefli? I hope not. Um, I mean, he was, to your point about him being with all his friends, and we have another caller who wants to talk about the C9 side of this trade, uh, but he's back with all his E United boys, so. Yeah. Um, well, it seems like we agree with you, Joe, that it was not a good move. I don't, oh, I guess your final premise was like they're not going to make it into playoffs, right? Yeah, uh, going kind of down that rabbit hole a little bit more, I think um, 100T will snag the sixth spot. The other playoff teams will be Optic, TSM, and then the top three CLG, uh, C9 and TL. And I think C9 will come out as the three seed, so they'll face 100T. And then I think 100T, 100 and T, 100 Thieves is going to win in quarters. They're just going to roll over the C9 bot lane, and Bang is going to 1v9 the game. 
and 100 T's going to semis. That's kind of random. Sorry, Niski. I mean, they have, huh. so Golden Guardians does have an easy path ahead of them, or easier. They've got 100 T, Optic, Cloud9, and Clutch. Out of all those, Cloud9 seems the only one that's like probably not well, going to happen. The it, thing is, probably like, can't happen. their fate is in their hands. They're literally playing the three teams who are tied with them. Right. Playing all three of the other teams. And so, like, if they deserve to get in the playoffs, they will get in through winning here. They have one hard game, like, one game they are not at least 50 50 in or slightly unfavored in C9 where they should, they should lose that. So, I don't know. I, I, I think they should, they're going to they're gonna miss it too. I think they'll make it. You think, think they're so- going to still make it? Well, I think something will happen. I think maybe Clutch or 100 Thieves won't make it. I mean, Optic is facing like CLG, GGS, C9, and TSM, I think. So Optic might also lose playoffs. It just seems less likely. Yeah, well, they're two games likely. ahead of the tie. Because, so like, right, yeah. similar to what we were saying with TSM, they basically need to go 0-4 to not make it uh, with how things look right now. Yeah. Because a lot of the teams in their, their bracket are playing each other. Like, Optic is playing a bunch of these teams. Uh, Golden Guardians is playing a bunch of these teams. 100 Thieves is playing a bunch of these teams. 100 Thieves plays Golden Guardians and Clutch. So, like, there's a lot of head-to-head matchups, which will guarantee that one of these six and eight teams goes to, like, 10 losses for sure. And then, you know, Optic Art is already in at that point almost. All right. Uh, thanks so much for calling in, Joe. Anything you want to say? Uh, nope. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. He yeah. never responded to my Skype message. Uh, yes. Uh, we can wait one more. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark is off grabbing our next caller. Really quickly, I need to shout out some names. Zach Jamkin, Wrist Nubs Gaming, Blank27, Lone Lion, Bikali Ply, Gucci maybe, NA Alistar for 11 months, Rico Suave8619 for 19 months, Gil, Gilno, Caruse44, Grey Rat Doctor, Terminal uh, for Tier 2, uh, Exigen Chan, Poppy Knobs, and Roronoa Poro. And Mark is back with Dr. Manhattan. Welcome back to the uh, show, Dr. Manhattan. Calling from Washington, D.C., I believe, right? Yes, that is right. Nice. You're kind of quiet tonight. I'm going to turn you up. Uh, right. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, kind of piggybacking on the past caller right now, and that's looking at the Defley Keith move. Looking at it more so from the C9 point of view and what this could mean, maybe not in the immediate future, but from kind of C9's analysis, what that could mean for them moving forward. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, so, and this is some, this is a trend I've been noticing a bit more. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if this is more of a statement for how not good the NA ballings are, but this is like the one year I've noticed that Sneaky, for the most part, has not looked as, well, like, I mean, like, to be fair, he was never the best AD in the league for a while, but this is probably the weakest he's looked in a while, and C9 is like the infamous development org for the most part, and it seems like a, a somewhat young upstart like definitely could fit well in the academy and i think this is the one year we have to tease the question of how much does sneaky have left on c9 versus do they want to even take a shot on someone like definitely who has lcs experience mark you want to start us off oh, you're muted poop 
Uh, yeah, the whole sneaky and lane meme uh, is finally coming home. And I feel like I kind of agree. I've, I've always been a sneaky fan. I think he's been underrated a lot of the time because, um, you know, he doesn't feel like he gets that much attention in the draft or in-game. And, like, they still would have, like, high four percentage and, and good numbers overall. Um, this play, his numbers are pretty bad. They did play a fair amount of Sona uh terror type games so like you can kind of look at those and say oh those are hurting his csd but i think even by the sona Terric games he has three sona games uh and i think his sona has like a super low csd even lower than like what she normally has so he's usually down 74 cs at 15 minutes and i think sneaky was like even further behind in his games or something uh, because you kind of do that like split farm thing. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely in the camp where I think Sneaky is having one of his worst splits. Um, I still think he's good. I think people are overstating how bad he is. Uh, you know, I just think by his own very high standard, he's not performing quite as well. And so the idea that definitely will be the new sneaky in a year and a half or something is is a possibility. I don't know where Sneaky's head's at. Like I've 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 never known Sneaky. Like there's some people who I get I talk to and I kinda know a little bit about them. I don't know Jack shit about Sneaky really. Yeah, he's super hard uh, to read. Even if you talk to him a lot, <laughs> you're like you know. Yeah, he yeah. he he seems like that. I mean, but yeah, I mean this is the one year uh, yeah, I mean I think like most years he's been underrated as, you know, I think he's just he doesn't really need to be the focal point of the team and that's usually never been a bad thing but i mean it's come to the point where like at what point are you going to draw a line with them i mean i, I and what i don't want is especially with a team like c9 like i love c9 i don't want them to be like like the way kind of darshan was on clg towards the end where it's just like this guy's been playing right. for five years and at what like, how many players have been playing on the team for that that much time and like with the level like at what point do you just got them right and i think consider the possibility like where i was going with like the, i don't know sneaky that well is like at what point is he like kind of over being a pro player you know if he starts slumping is he ready to grind super hard he's always been one of the players who plays more solo queue games uh but now he's doing like patreon stuff and i mean cosplay. he seems like he'd be perfect for c9's academy team if they like if, if next split they started trying to make put definitely in a little bit and share some time and then like Maybe that's where he goes to retire. Uh, yeah, I don't think that'll work because from what I heard, a number of the C9 guys were not very happy about the Academy swapping situation from last split or uh, last year, last summer. Um, so I don't think he would be very chill with another, oh, I'm getting benched again to test Deathly out to replace me kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, uh, but that was that was what my understanding of it. So I think it's the kind of thing where maybe he's just like, you know, get, getting ready to do more in life than just play League of Legends 100 percent of the time. Who knows why? But, well, but I definitely if he is getting ready to play, do more in life than play League of Legends 100 percent of the time, maybe he wouldn't mind hanging out on Academy if it's less work. You know, it's even less work than that being a fucking streamer. What if yeah. Jack is like you can stream? And be on Academy, and I'll pay you money. Why would he want to be on Academy? Why? You, why? 
I mean, it's one of those things. You can either you can either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Maybe, maybe I don't know what that means. I don't. I. <laughs> I don't. Why maybe... would you want to spend your time in scrims and post game reviews at this point in your career when you've already had one of the greatest careers in North American history? I mean, you have tons of other things to do with your life. Maybe he just wants to be a teacher, but does Sneaky seem like the guy who's going to be there? Like, hey, let me tell you how to. Do that lane when I matchup. talked to him before, he was saying he's like I did an interview with him a while back, and he was like, "Yeah, I've never even thought about retirement." So it's just it's hard for me to imagine a world. He's like, "I like playing." He's already said he likes doing this stuff, so it's hard for me to imagine a world where like he's just ready to not compete anymore. That's why I think the academy thing is is yeah, and, more and that's, in line with that. Well, I think I think one of two things happens: either his time is coming to an end. And the slump will be like kind of a thing and he won't recover from it. Or he's not ready to be finished competing. And regardless of what happens, either he keeps his job on C9 or he goes to a new org. Because I just don't see him if he if he wants to keep competing. How is sitting on an academy team teaching other people the same thing as competing? I don't I think those are very different feelings. Um so I think if uh, for sure another North American team would give him a shot, just whether or not he's able to get onto another team. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I just can't. I can't see either. Either you're competitive and you want to be in the LCS, or you're ready to kind of move on, uh, or you're just so bad that you're not ready to move on. But your only gig is academy, and I don't think he's gonna. He's not that bad. He's there's no way Sneaky's that bad right now. Doctor Man Manhattan, any final thoughts? Um. Yeah. Basically, nail it on the head. I mean, it's either. I mean, he's just. I would like. I don't think academy is necessarily a good spot for him, and it's either just go out on his own terms and just straight up hit retirement. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much just tips the nail on the head. It's maybe just speculation for now, because I felt like this could actually mean something in the future. So maybe I'm reading on it too much. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely putting some, like, of our own expectations on him. Sneaky has had nothing to say. He's he's getting over the game. It's just, uh, he is, I think, performing worse this split. And it's the first split where I've been like, oh, he's doing other stuff with his life beyond streaming and playing this game. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling, for calling in, Dr. Manhattan. Hey, always appreciate it as always. Have a good one. By the way, I know Niski's in the chat. Niski, I just want you to know I requested an interview with you on Saturday, and then I was told no. All right, ready for the next caller? Don't don't ever do Travis's interviews. Uh, Slant, thank you for the 18 months, year and a half. Billy Pete for 12 months, a uh, whole year. Thank you. Shonley 12 for 12 months. Man, a lot of people coming in at the one year mark. I am Elvis 417 Project Cream Pie Tier 2 for 16 months. Thanks for being a tier two. Boba Cola gifted a sub to Red Dragon LOL Snarf 051. Taylor Cox spent money on the show. Uh, thank you for that. And Quiet Pirate for one year. We got some more people coming in. We're joined right now by Vienna. V Vienna, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. Our first Canadian of the night. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I think it's funny my topic followed the C9 thing because that's like one of the orgs I don't think this applies to. But my topic is that I think that a lot of the orgs in Riot are letting down North America in relation to the academy system. Uh, a lot of the orgs for consistently importing, overpaying, or role swapping veteran players instead of investing into resident NA academy players. And Riot, because I don't think there are as many stakes in academy as there could be, which would inhibit overall growth of the individual players. Uh, there's not enough stakes in academy you're saying yeah i mean 
where would a lot of the academy players' motivation come from? The prize pool for winning is like super tiny. Their salaries are pretty incomparable, and the event itself, like the finals, is a friends and family private event in the studio. And even though like Riot is doing better by broadcasting some of it and giving them stage time, um, a lot of these players don't have the option to ever see LCS, and a team would sooner pay imports than invest into them and develop them. And like just talking about Sneaky now, you're like, why would Sneaky ever go to Academy? That's like the the graveyard for LCS players. Like clearly that says something about the state of it. Uh, well, the only thing I would say is, um, I agree with a lot of your takes. The only thing I would point out is you mentioned like their salaries are not that great. One, I feel like isn't the minimum now 75K, which is pretty decent. And let me uh, double check that. The minimum I... for Academy is, isn't 75K. Okay. That's that's the LCS. I didn't know if the Academy one matched it or if it was yeah, the old lower. LCS one. Do we know what it LCS is? Used, LCS used to be 25k minimum, and then it got bumped to 75. And I forget if the Academy one was also 75 or if it got the 25k. I'm trying to Google it right now. Do you happen to know what the Academy minimum is, um, Vienna? I mean, I don't have an exact, but I've heard like it's pretty low, like around 20-30k, I think, as the minimum. Okay. Yeah, that might be okay, the old one. That's pretty bad. Yeah, um, I think if like the players and the orgs or the teams and like Riot put more stakes into it and like especially increased salaries, like we'd probably see more storylines. Like Kumo, who when Licorice had that thing, like he was completely ready to play in LCS. He competed against some of the best top laners in North America. Like, what if another team had a Licorice issue? Would they still be able to play their games competitively? Probably not. Niski's in the chat and he says that the academy minimum is half a million dollars. So that's oh, actually okay. significantly that higher. That's pretty accurate. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty, that's way higher than the uh, LCS minimum, which is kind of strange. I wouldn't expect it. It sounds like Sneaky should go to academy. Sneaky should go to academy. Where, yeah. where, where is Niski from? Is there some weird exchange rate thing going on yeah. here? <laughs> it's yeah. like yen. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All right. So. Um, we've kind I'm of talked about this right the... now. I'm going to disappear for a little bit. Because you're trying to find the minimum? <laughs> yeah, I'm in the table of contents. Okay. okay. <laughs> Mark's, Mark's going through a 73-page PDF. It's going to take him a bit to come back up for air. Uh... Uh, okay, so is your concern, Vienna, that uh, a team... Or so that there are players out there who are like... That could go try to go pro by going through Academy. But in their minds, Academy is just like too terrible of an experience and they don't want to deal with it because they're not going to get paid enough and uh yeah like i think that the orgs like go out of their way to import or overpay or world swap veteran players which doesn't really give a lot of motivation for people already in academy to work as hard as they could be you know like playing the solo queue like grinding a lot you know focusing on their improvements specifically like i think that there's just not as much motivation as someone who's already in the LCS. And even then, is there really that much motivation? That's questionable, but um, I think that like the constant imports really doesn't like encourage NA talent. And we've seen from like C9, especially with Kumo and uh, Licorice before and Blabber and Golden Glue that like we have players that we can like work with and it's just like finding them. I think there are lots more than that. We're just not like investing into them. Uh, are there many more? Uh, that's. I mean, that's one question that Mark and I have have wondered before. Is like, uh, do we have a deep enough yeah. talent pool to I mean, actually bring? No these one knew anything away? about Kumo, right? Like, no one would have said Kumo was LCS ready, right? And he did really great on his showing. Like, and that's from not because Kumo was like 
really amazing when you join C9, it's because the org puts a lot of effort in developing academy. Like they work closely with the main team, they scrim, their coaches are like working together. Like they also talk with the LCS players a lot. Like there's so much that like you can put into an academy team that other teams aren't. In fact, some of the teams feel like just placeholders. But that doesn't really uh, help your argument, right? Because it's not like this, I mean, okay, I do think C9 Academy is paid on the higher end of Academy, or maybe the highest, if I recall the thing I saw. But they are not, it's not like, like they are doing well, and it's not necessarily because the price pool is better or Riot is doing a lot of stuff. That is more just an organization who has done a better job of creating a good environment. So I guess my point would be, do you need the riot to add bigger price pools and create, you know, and, and set the minimum higher for salary, or is it just a situation where orgs need to invest more into developing their academy team and like supporting it and creating a stronger ecosystem? Well, like, I honestly think it's both. You could argue that it's just the orgs themselves, but I think that like, there's a lot of motivation for like, I don't know specifically the EU system, but I hear a lot about how, you know, it's a lot better and a lot of people like, really liked the old challenger system before like the motivation to like push hard and get into it um and relegation and such like i think that it could be both i think riot could basically kind of push the players to work harder and i think the orgs could give them a reason to work harder uh the for those that don't know about the european system so obviously they wait do they even have academy mark do you know they have the the masters yeah yeah so that's what yeah. i know so they've got national leagues where you know, like there's the Paris team and they might play against like the Spanish team or sorry, the French team and they might play against the Spanish team. So they kind of play off the, the country region system. And that I think has done a pretty good job of, of developing pretty strong talent for them. Um, yeah. I, I want to clarify, I don't think we should bring back relegations. Yeah, because I think uh, at least in terms of compared to where we're at now to when we had relegations, teams are better. It's not like... Uh, people are importing all the old Korean players they can to play just in Academy to just uh, hopefully make their way into the LCS uh, with Mad Life and all the other, you know, tons of people who have shown up in Academy or in, in Challenger before. Uh, and I think I can see why some people do keep uh, somewhat veteran players around to your point about like how many teams could sub in Kumo and have another good performance. I think that's why you sometimes see teams holding on to uh, veteran talent is in case they ever need them. Uh, and, it, you know, they're not trying to develop players right now. They're just like, uh, yeah, Solo might need to get swapped in out sometimes. So let's have Lorlo behind him, who's the best guy we can get. You know, uh, maybe that's what Echo Fox was thinking when they kept both of them. So I can see a lot of ways in which teams don't, want to be developing talent uh, and they just want a backup should solo need to get benched because he's being too much of a jerk or someone gets injured or your starters want to break but you don't want to super lose games or something um so i think it's better than it had been and i can see why people don't try to develop talent but uh to your point about like how can you incentivize teams to care more about developing talent beyond just increasing the prize pool, you could try like more unorthodox methods, like best development award to a team. And that team gets an extra hundred K or something for having the best farm system that has produced the, the newest best players and talent uh, for that, that split or year or something. So it's not just, Hey, here's a, a, a larger lump sum. Cause the 
difficult. This, the concern when you start increasing just prize pool of things is people start actually tryharding for that, <laughs> and then it's like, you know, right? You wouldn't want the reverse issue. I think that's a really great idea. Like any kind of incentivization for orgs to like I get like you know they they don't have someone right now this second to replace their veteran players but that's because like we're creating the problem by not mm -hmm. investing in that previously well, so I've I think had, that's a great idea. I, I was just gonna say I've had uh people tell me before that you want to have a couple of veteran players on your academy team because it helps give you a better gauge of like like they're they're generally consistent right like uh, Matt returned to Team Liquid, right? He's on their academy team. Yeah. And uh, I think it's nice because he's like a known entity, right? Like, unfortunately, the guy didn't last uh, or didn't ever really achieve as much as I'm sure he wanted in LCS, but he's still like a stable known entity, so you can stick him in there, and he's got a lot of experience, and perhaps that helps out the academy team. So I, I do think it's okay to have some veteran players in, in academy, uh, but... Well, yeah, because uh, Golding... Golding... Sorry... Uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, I could say that like having veteran players on like the academy team would be pretty good or, um, but I mean, you could also counter that by just having more interaction between the academy and the LCS team so that you can kind of work with the veteran players that are like already actually that are still doing well, right? There are some veteran players in LCS that are still doing great. Like yeah. you, like there are some of the academy teams almost have little to no interaction with their LCS team. But how bad are those academy special. teams? Well, they're they're usually pretty comparative to the LCS one, but like <laughs> a lot of the teams that do have that interaction, like it it helps them grow a lot to interact with the main teams, coaches, and players, and scrim them. I definitely agree with that. Um, I also think uh, sometimes I can understand where like for a team like Team Liquid, I think there's benefit to having them. More, interact a lot with those but if if your sites are set on like international play and you're like i don't want to be babysitting um you know this this other team like i don't think to g2 does this or you know uh, maybe yeah. fnatic, fnatic has a, a a younger team i think or like a b team or something but i don't think g2 does um so like i i think i can appreciate a team like team liquid being like listen mike young i'm smithy i'm old and i don't want to teach you I want to go fuck off when I'm done <laughs> and like, I want to <laughs> work when I work. Uh, so like, I think each team can be, you know, have their own dynamic where it makes the most sense. Uh, but even like C9 has a lot of like veterans on that team, like golden, golden glue and Keith before Keith got moved away. We're like, they've been around and playing in, in the LCS since 2014 and 2015. Yeah. So they're, they are veterans as I much mean, as honestly Niski probably is only decent today because he got he gets to hang around with Golden Glue and talk to him. And <laughs> oh, okay, stuff, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the idea of having a balance of younger and newer guys is true, and I think interaction between the two teams is great for development. But I also I, I can appreciate some teams. TSM it probably is in a similar boat, but maybe they should should focus more on their academy. I don't know. I guess you could say, like, if Academy was in a better place, it wouldn't be so detrimental to have that interaction. Yeah. Right? And that's, like, a long-term thing. Yeah, and I think TSM is doing better. I like what a lot of teams have been doing recently, like Optic bringing Scarlet over. Uh, Treats for TSM, I believe, was who they got most recently for their Academy team. Um, but Scarlet I like proves, or it's, like, an example of an issue for Vienna, right? And that it's an, it's a, they're bringing over a different player. It doesn't necessarily incentivize NA players to try to go for Academy, because even now, not just the LCS spots are taken up by uh, players from other regions, but now the Academy slots are, too. 
Oh, do we not like, do, do you like what happened with Scarlet or no? Um, I mean, I think that's okay. Like, I, I think that we should probably do our best to avoid, like, imports on Academy. Like, I think that goes against what Academy represents, personally. Mm. But why I think is if you're Scarlet bringing... okay, then? Well, I mean, like, it's been good and bad. Like, I think, like, Treats, for example, he's a really great player, and he's having a great time here, and he could eventually be, like, a really great LCS player for NA, and he would count as an import. So it, it's kind of difficult because either way, they're still cultivating that talent. But, I mean, in an ideal world, they would all come from NA, like, and they would all be great. But obviously, that's, like, we're starting where we are now. We can't just magically make NA players amazing, right? Well, and I would even argue that, like, the point of Academy is not to just make NA players great. It's to make the LCS great. Um, and so... If every team in the LCS is 40% import and 30% homegrown talent, and that's the best version of the LCS we can make, Wait, that's I'm 70%. Did I say 40 60? You what said I say? 40 30. What, uh, what the fuck am I speaking yeah. of? 40 60, Jesus. Uh, if, if there's 40% European and Korean players and 60% North American players, and that's the best that we can do in terms of making a team in a league, then like, great. I'm not here to babysit North America players no, to become good. Uh, that's my perspective as a team owner. Like, I want to develop NA talent so I can win, not so that someone else can snatch them up and become better. And if, if Europe produces more good players, I want to be watching their Masters League and be watching their solo queue and just as much as I'm doing in NA and, and try and find the best people. Yeah, like I can agree. I can agree with that. That we're still looking to make LCS the best that it is, and that does include imports. It's just you know, if there's anything we can take from these other systems that we can improve, we should look for that. Obviously. Yeah, for sure. Vina, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out or say at the end? Uh, shout out to Alienware. Uh, what's that website, Travis? You always post Travis.com or Alienware.com/slash/Travis. I don't know. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks. I think it's Travis.com slash lewd or something. What was that one? That would be TravisGafford.com slash lewd. That's a separate one. That URL does work, by the way. But Alienware.com slash Travis is what you want to go to. Uh, thanks so much, Vienna, for calling in. Have a good evening. Yeah, thank you. All right. We've got one more caller. Oh, it sounds me to your YouTube channel. Gross. I no, thought it you're not supposed to a... say it because... Uh, it, like it's you're supposed to people are supposed to just go there and then like I know I'm still gonna ruin it I know but if I thought it was on, I thought it was a merch store I didn't think it was people on the podcast sorry. could could have gone and then it been oh great. my bad yeah alright last topic yeah uh alright where are we a couple of quick shout outs thank you to uh, Quiet Pirate for 12 months Farklick for 3 months Safford Glusman, Rewind123, Scoops, Oznot, Jib Jab43, Dark Eyes, Kiwi Mullet Boy for 20 months, Laziness and Trezin for your subs. We're all caught up on subs. Uh, last guy's not unmuting his mic and talking to me. He fell asleep? He might have. Go. You want to go one more time? Okay, he's gone. We'll see. If you're... Uh... If you're there, I'm just a Talon. By the way, Vienna streams. If anybody wants to go check out her stream, you can 
give her your opinion on her stream. Diamond one or something? Yeah, she's. I think plat four. I always forget. Uh, I'm looking at her stream right now. To see, oh, it says here she's currently grandmaster. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean plat four? I thought she was supposed to be super fucking good. Uh, yeah, she was good. I was just teasing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I going to look like I was being a dick now? Who's who's going to look like the asshole? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's Grandmaster. Um, uh, all right. Well, this person's not unmuting, so their take was basically TSM's fine. Uh, I, was okay, trying well, to, I was trying to end the episode <laughs> on a, on an uptick for TSM from a TSM fan. Uh, I love that, um, <laughs> I love that, um, the we try to end it on that 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 guy just disappears. He, even he doesn't believe what he was about to say. He's chickened out. Yeah, he's like, oh, after hearing all this other stuff, I don't know if I believe that TSM's gonna be okay. Um, all right, well, uh, we gotta fill a couple minutes. So do we? I have this wrap here that has my name on it. Wait, you haven't eaten it any at all? I ate all the fries around it. It's oh, messy. Did I you get wanna, the sweet you potato know. fries or the regular ones? No. Regular ones. Oh, you I should like get the... potato fries. Oh, really? Trump has really good sweet potato fries. They're uh, waffle fries, right? Diamond says interview Niski on stream. If Niski wants to call in, that's fine. Again, I tried to. Uh... Why don't we talk to Diamond instead? I tried to. I tried... As a academy player on C9, since we spent so much time talking about them. He has an accent. I can't understand anything he says. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and Niski doesn't? Um. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh diamond if you want to come in niski if you want to come in either you guys are welcome to join up but you, you have, have a to, hot take on on who's not making channel. it into, yeah who's not making it into playoffs i tried to call or i tried to interview niski before i don't know uh this that's not diamond prox by the way it's a different diamond they're both french i don't is that true um uh, well one's french canadian i think and one's french C9 or Nisky says hot take C9 is winning the split because their mid will smurf, which I guess is confirmation that Golden Glue is subbing in this week and uh, next. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be out of the country shit. to check that out. That'll be that'd be sick. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, this is just the shit posting part of the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mark, do you want to? I don't see either of joining, so they're just here to troll, I guess, and chat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark, do you have any? We didn't get a TFT call. I wanted a TFT call. Oh, Diamond oh, says I'll get on. What's I... the Discord? The Discord's discord.gg slash Travis uh, Diamond. I think that, I don't know if that's expired, but that's what it was. Can I flame the fuck out of Disky? Sure. Just join a channel so we can call, they can bring you in. Uh, those that don't know, Diamond is on the Cloud9 Academy team. Uh, for those who don't follow Academy. Oh, XD Diamond. There we go. Uh, yeah, go, go check and see if his stuff is good. <sighs> Diamond is coming on. Okay, we're joined by Diamond right now. Uh, Diamond, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from the, the C9 scrim room at the moment. Oh, nice. Who else is in What's there? What's the address? Uh, who it's, uh, to the right of the LCS studio. Who is? <laughs> the back alley. <laughs> who is, who else, uh, is in the scrim room right now? Well, it's just the Academy boys. Okay. It's good to know that they're putting in the extra work, even if the uh, even if the rest of the, or the main team isn't. Oh, you guys are working late. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're all in here playing TFT and stuff. Really nice. preparing <laughs> okay. for playoffs. 
Good. I've What's heard, this guy doing? I heard, by Other the way, Diamond, I heard, by the way, so you and I are in the same league in TFT, our ranked league. We're oh. both in Silver 3, I think. Oh, I'm climbing really a lot. Blows, What's that? That really blows, man. Yeah, well, and that's <laughs> what I've, I've... I'm sad because I was like, oh, that's cool, and then I was informed that you're very bad at TFT. Uh, can't, uh, can't... Is that confirm. true? Cannot confirm or deny. Cannot sure. confirm? Okay, because I was explicitly told... Uh, you're not great at the game. Um, but it looks like, actually, I think Golden Glue is also in our league. I just scrolled by. Um, <laughs> wow, see, what's C9 guys here? Yeah, Golden Glue is also in the league. Uh, you, just... me, Golden Glue, Nintendo X, Jensen. Uh, <laughs> we've got a whole lot of people in here. Anyway, uh, is there like a special esports league that you guys get put into? Big fat LP. Well, it puts you. You know how the system works. It tries to put you in a league with like people that it thinks is in your social network. So oh, I'm I didn't guessing, know that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, like GG's on my friends list, special, a bunch of like other um, mm -hmm. random people. So I am, I'm curious if that's uh, what, how it ended up happening. But anyway. Diamond, what do you think about the academy system and developing talent? Do you think it's doing a good job or a bad job? Uh, you're, you're really putting me on the spot here. I was here to frame Niski, not talking about academy league. Uh... Well, give a short oh. answer, and then you can flame Nisky. <laughs> it was your... a yes or no question, or you don't yeah. have to elaborate. <laughs> well, I mean, Academy is all right. I mean, obviously, there's there could be, like, they could improve Academy a lot by doing a lot of stuff, but I, I mean, I can't I can't talk shit about, you know, rag games. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> okay, contractually <laughs> not allowed to. Okay. All right, well, let's talk shit about someone you can, then. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So what do you what do you think of Nisky's performance so far this split? He's actually been doing pretty well recently. Oh, what it's, the it's, hell? This was not why we no, brought you on. No, 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 no. Hey, let, let me explain what I'm going to say here. Okay. He's been doing pretty well recently, but when we picked up Niski, though, oh my, I've never seen a bigger griefer in my life. It, I've never seen someone as bad as Niski. It's actually disgusting. Wow. How did he become I was, good? I was expecting some some EU mid laner stuff, but when I saw Niski on the riff, it was disgusting. How, yeah, how did, how, why do you think he's improved so much? Oh, it's it's the Reaper spanking. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely the Reaper spanking. What does that look like? <laughs> oh, I mean... What is that it's... question? Like, describe it to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sound like a weird <laughs> sex please, phone call. Please tell, like, tell me more. Travis, Travis what does that spanking look like? How do you think... How do you think Diamond's gonna... Or, uh, Diamond, how do you think Niski's gonna do the rest of the split? No, well, I mean... I mean, Niski is really... Like, what Niski's good at... He's really good at. So he's like a good mechanical player and he's very cocky. So, I mean, he's really good at like owning noobs in the mid lane while you won. But when it comes to the bigger picture sometimes, that's what like the team comes in. Like Reaper teaches him a lot in that stuff. So I think he's improved a lot at being like a team player. Yeah. That's for sure. But he's always had like the, the hands. He's a hand player. <laughs> Not a brain player. Uh, he's, he has a couple of fingers. Sometimes he misses some fingers, but definitely on the the bigger hand when it comes to the... Yeah, he has, he has big hands. Big hand gamer. <laughs> do, you, do you watch uh, the countdown thing at all? Do you, do you see the tier list we've been putting out? Yeah, I was about to ask about that. Oh, I think I saw the list for mids. Is that what you guys are talking about? Yeah. Yeah, did you, who, do you think we had, had him too high? We had him like, I had him second, I think, or something. Second? It's probably second. I mean, I would put Golden Glue first. <laughs> I would put Golden Glue first if that, that's your second, but otherwise, uh, yeah, it, it should be fine. Gotcha. I think it's... Is individually is really is really good for sure, um, but in the in the internal scrims though. Okay, 
But yeah, in the internet screens, though, the, the middling difference is quite huge. Yeah, he stopped responding in the chat, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> Niski left. <laughs> oh, there oh, he oh, he's there. He's back. He's like, he's like across the... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> across the the room. <laughs> if I ever see him like walk and start like running at me, I'm just gonna fucking book it faster. Nice. Okay. Great. Well, I don't want to get you into any any more trouble with them, but uh, anything you want to say on the as we say goodbye, Diamond? Uh, nah, I'm good. Right. Have a good one. All right. See ya. Thanks for Diamond for coming on the show. That was fun. Um. All right. Uh, we're wrapping up the show, Mark. Do you have any shout-outs, anything you want to say here at the end? Uh, no. I don't know if I'm going to stream TFT tomorrow. I want to play a lot, and I want to rank up, but I don't want to be distracted with the stream. Yeah. Uh, so I think I might just do it off-stream. I will be on the dive again this week, I think, two times in a row. Hum, baby. Uh, Wait, Jet's back, yeah. and they're still putting you on that show? Yeah, because I'm better than him. Right now, right, little kitty cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Diamond's in the chat shouting out BMW. Um, all right. Well, yeah. How how old is that cat again? He's like uh, two months now, maybe three months. I don't know. Kobe still wants to get a cat. Look at this little baby. How could you not want him? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I assume isn't that the, wasn't that cat like terrorizing you for a while? Never. Never. I don't hate this cat at all. That doesn't. That sounds specific. Um, all right. Whatever. Uh, so you might be on, or you're going to be on the dive. You might stream TFT. And anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. I don't think I have anything else popping. Okay. Well, uh, for me, I'm going to China on Friday. Broden and I are going to be over there. Uh, we're going to start putting out some content soon. Fastview will be doing interviews for me this weekend if you have any suggestions on who should do it the final week i would love to hear them um thanks so much for watching thank you to alienware for sponsoring uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else alienware.com slash travis please go there it helps me out a lot traviscaffer.com slash lewd also helps me out a ton um i love you all